0: الشاكرين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه اجمعين اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد طب القلوب ودوائها ونور الأبصار وضيائها وعافية الأبدان وشفائها وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد كلما ذكرك الذاكرون وغفل عن ذكرك الغافلون we stopped on the verse after which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressed Bani Israel. Prior to that, all of humanity was addressed and the aqsam nas, the categories of humanity were mentioned. And then we stopped on the verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions firstly the favor upon Bani Israel who were the progeny of Sayyidina Yaqub Ali Salam and then admonishes them and commands them What Taku Yom Allah Tejzi Nafsuna and Nafsin Shayam Wala Yukbalu Minha Shafer Atum Wala Yukhadu Minha Adlum Wala Hum Yunsarun What Taku This word What Taku is a command a verb from al-wiqayah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in al-Quran al-Kareem elsewhere said wa ahlikum nara, protect yourselves and your families from the fire. Now Bani Isra'ila being addressed what yeoman, which day? Yawm al-Qiyamah. This was where we stopped. La tajzi where no soul La tajzi Will not be able to compensate. Meaning, if there is a soul that is destined for the hellfire and a pious soul attempted to compensate for that soul, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us La تَجْزِي nafsun an نَفْسٍ That no soul shall compensate for another soul. شَيْطًا Anything, meaning If there is someone who wanted to give a good action as a compensation for someone who is destined for hellfire, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us that this cannot happen on the Day of Judgment. The disbelievers or the unbelievers have been destined for the hellfire because of their kufar, disbelief. So, what taqoo yawman, have fear of this day or be wary of this day, depending on how you translate taqwa. وَاتَّقُوا لَا تَجْزِي نَفْسٌ عَنْ نَفْسٍ شيئًا ولا and وَلَا لَا يُقْبَلُ That any soul that attempts to intercede for a disbeliever, that shafa'ah will not be accepted. The word shafa'ah in Arabic is to equal something. So when you have even numbers, they are referred to as a shafa'ah, while al-witr is odd numbers. The person who intercedes, the intercession is referred to as shafa'ah, as if the person is equalling things, when he equals things up. So he intercedes on the behalf of a person and equals everything out for him. So on that day, meaning on the day of judgment, shafa'ah will not be accepted. No intercession will be accepted, meaning... The believer will not be allowed to intercede for the disbelievers except with where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's will like Faslul Qadha for the Prophet sallallahu What is Faslul Qadha? When all of humanity shall enter the plains of the Day of Judgment and the earth shall convulse, shake. So the Messenger of Allah sallallahu will intercede and from that intercession Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shall hasten the Judgment Day. That intercession is for all of humanity. That The hastening of the Day of Judgment. Then theres a is Ash-Shafa'atul-Kubra, which is only for the believers. shafaatul kubra the major intercession of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wa alayhi wa sallam. وَلَا يُقْبَلُ مِنْهَا شَفَاعَةٌ وَلَا يُؤْخَذُ مِنْهَا عَدْلٌ وَلَا يُنصَرُونَ So here, وَلَا يُقْبَلُ مِنْهَا شَفَاعَةٌ that the intercession will not be accepted from a soul to a, for a soul. وَلَا مِنْهَا And neither will any deeds, be taken in order to compensate for the kufr, the disbelief. So the disbeliever or the unbeliever, he will, if he is destined for hellfire عَدْلٌ, here in, entailing what deeds, no deed will be accepted for the intercession to be accepted wala And their state will be such. They will not be helped. Meaning there will be no help except the ones who have acquired Iman and earth. But then some people may say that further down when we go through some of the verses that what is the wisdom of the cliff being dropped after the Day of Judgment. Meaning cliff is Dropped after resurrection after people are resurrected on Al qiyamah. There is no taklif But if someone dies on earth and they are resurrected the taklif remains So if someone died on earth now and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed life back into them, taklif still remains Why because daru taklif is daru taklif is this about meaning what do we mean by taklif that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has tasked them to believe Why believe because after seeing the hellfire and after seeing the rewards in paradise, the taqlif is finished. But the taqlif is what connected to the raib, the unseen. So as if to say a person, uh, on people on earth have not been given basar of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They cannot see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but they have been given basira that they know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through basira in contradistinction to where the verses mention yamahun, people actively what who are blind from the heart yamahun, they have internal blindness. Amah, entailing what internal blindness, and the internal blindness is only removed with internal basira. How does a person attain basira? That is the manhaj of the Quran, the methodology of Al Quranul Kareem. So on that day, the Bani Saraila being addressed. But the address is to everyone, all of humanity. Wa taqoyaman la tejzi, be wary of a day. La tejzi where a soul cannot compensate. La tejzi nafsun an nafsin shayan with anything. Wala yukbalu minha shifaa'atun, and the intercession will not be accepted from that soul. Wala yukhadu minha adlun, and any good deed will not be accepted. Wala hum yunzarun, and neither will they be supported in any way. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, wa idna jainakum." Remember, this is connected to Bani Isra'il being addressed. Wa idna jainakum min ali and when we saved you, uh, note the number of favors that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning. Previously, other favors were mentioned. This is known as Al-Minnah. Al-Minnah is reminding someone of a favor. This is not permitted except uh, for anyone, for any human being to do except in exceptional circumstances but uh, minnah is khasisa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds his servants of his favors so even previously when the verses were addressing humanity Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the various favors that were conferred upon humanity like the creation of the earth here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds the Bani. Israel that were residing in al-madinah al with regard to their forefathers because the favor even though the favor was conferred on them the favor passed down to the progeny to the descendants so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wa and when we saved you najaynakum min ali fir'aun from the people of fir'aun now fir'aun was the zalim the, the one who oppressed but fir'aun, ali fir'aun is mentioned the people of fir'aun because the people of Fir'aun were the ones who were utilized by Fir'aun in order to oppress the Bani Israel. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions a king who is known as Fir'aun. But when we look at the story of Sayyiduna Yusuf alayhis salam in chapter 12 of al Quran al Kareem, we find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the king of Egypt as being Malik, king. And he is mentioned as what? Being Fir'aun in the time of Sayyiduna Musa alayhi This is because when Sayyiduna Yusuf a.s. entered Egypt, he entered Northern Egypt where the Hicsas were ruling. So that was the Hicsas period when the Hiqsas kings were ruling and they never utilized the title of Fir'aun. After the Southern Fara'ina, the Pharaohs dominated Northern, northern Egypt and established their kingdoms, then the kings were addressed as fir'aun this is the preciseness of the quran that the quran in surah yusuf a.s. mentions the king of egypt as being malik a king but in the time of musa the king is mentioned as being fir'aun so min al wa and when we saved you min al fir'aun from the people of pharaoh who the copts yasumunukum su' al that they punished you. سوء العذاب with the bad punishment. يسومونكم The word asama yasumu, if you notice when they refer to grazing animals they refer to them as السائمة because the animals graze on the grass all day. So the animals are referred to as السائمة while the word saum with seen, it refers to seeking something pursuing something. This is why there is a type of transaction known as bayusum which is a transaction where a person seeks out something but here yasumunakum that how we would translate this would be and they sought they came after you meaning who ali fir'aun they did not only punish you they came after you they sought after you yasumunakum for what su' so Azab? su' is evil Azab is punishment as i mentioned previously that the word in its original meaning, is قطع, is to cut something, and this is why water is mentioned as عذب, fresh water, because what does fresh water do? Fresh water cuts off thirst. So punishment is referred to as عذاب because it cuts off uh, the person from disobeying, from uh, from disobeying the the one who has given the command. So yasumunakum su'al الْعَذَابِ. They would seek after you with what su al-azab with bad torment with punishment meaning we can only imagine what type of punishment they carried out so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here mentions generally yasumunakum su al-azab that they sought after you for what su al-azab a bad punishment what, but then mentions takhsis a specification yudabihuna abna'akum that they slaughtered your sons, and this happened in the time of Fir'aun, that many take the position that the Fir'aun is Ramesses Second. There are other positions, but Ramesses II lived long enough to oversee a rule where he would have seen the birth of Musa and then the growth of Musa into a young man, and then Sayyiduna Musa then arriving back into Egypt from Madian, where he announces his prophethood, Sayyiduna Musa salam lived long enough. But the rule that you can read about that lasted that long is the rule of Ramesses the Second. And then, with the medical checking of the mummy of Ramesses, they know that Ramesses died from certain beat uh, uh, something striking him severely from uh, externally striking him by which. His bones were damaged and his body was damaged. And then they also carried out uh, <clears throat> Maurice Bouquet, a medical doctor from France, a Muslim. He carried out many experiments and wrote a report, an entire report on the mummy of Ramesses II. But what happened in the time of Ramesses II, he saw a dream. And there are different narrations of this. In one dream he saw from Baytul Maqdis, from Jerusalem, a fire appearing. And burning Egypt, and there are different dreams that are mentioned, and then he summoned the astrologers of his country, and the the religious chieftains, the people, the religious clergy of his religion, man-made religion, pagan religion, and they informed him that from this Beni Israel, from the Hebrews, a child will be born that will finish your rule. So he slaughtered all the children. All the children that were born and they would slaughter them every year until the numbers of bani israel diminished to a point that the architects and the chieftains uh, the the management of egypt they complained to Pharaoh, saying that we do not have enough slaves because you are killing them every year so then he issued a command that the children be slaughtered one year and be left alive for an, w- uh, one year. So they would be slaughtered for one year and then they would be left alone for another year. And Sayyiduna Harun, Salam was born in the year in which they were left alone and he survived. While Sayyiduna Musa salam, was born in one of the years in which the children were slaughtered. So Sayyiduna Musa salam, his mother was commanded to place Sayyiduna Musa salam, in a tabut in a container in the river Nile. So, that they would slaughter your boys. And they will leave your women alive. Because this is a form of punishment that where women would have to live with a decrease of the male population. And they needed the women to serve them in their palaces, and to be their slaves وَيَسْتَحْيُونَ نِسَاءَكُمْ وَفِي ذلكم, and in that now this that is ismul ishara ذَالِكُمْ in that meaning that thing which was just mentioned ذَالِكُمْ بَلَاءٌ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ is a trial and a test you can have بَلَاءُ الشَّرِّ and you can have بَلَاءُ الْخِيْرِ a person can be tested with bad but he can also be tested with good he could be tested with good health. He could be tested with wealth, an increase of wealth, and he could be in- tested with an increase of aql, intellect. There's different types of bala in bala, in khayr, also in goodness. But in this punishment of Fir'aun for Bani Israel, there was what? bala, a test. In order that he may place you in bala, in what? A trial. The trial could be khayr. And khayr can be numerous types of things, but the trial can also be Sharr. So this Bala is mentioned Wa fi in that, meaning in the fact that you were punished by Fir'aun. Min rabbikum, this was a Bala from your Lord. Azim. Then it is mentioned as being what? Tremendous. That the test in itself was tremendous. But then what became the outcome of this test? Wa'idh, meaning, remember the time when what? that is بِكُمُ That faraqna, is to dis- make a distinction between two things. This is why Sayyidina Umar was known as Al-Faruq because he would make a distinction between truth and falsehood. Al-Furqan is that which he makes, is a criteria between falsehood and truth. بِكُمُ البحرى. And when we separate, Separated bikum al-bahrā, the sea al-bahrā bikum, meaning in front of you. Bikum al-bahrā, fa-anjainakum, and we saved you. So note wa jainakum, and here fa uh, the root word is the same. The previous one iznat jainakum, that when we saved you, you were saved. In piecemeal, how, a group at a time. I mean, early How that some of the children would survive the slaughter. Or even This is why the verb comes on tafail on the scale of tafail. If you place it on tafail, it means what bit at a time. But an is in one go. So on bab meaning we saved you in one entire group. How. When they were saved from the slaughter, one year the children would survive. Then the next year, uh, year they would be slaughtered. Then another year they would survive. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, نَجَّيْنَاكُمْ But here, when they pass through the sea, they passed all of Bani Israel passed through the sea as one group. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَأَنْجَيْنَاكُمْ We saved you at that one precise moment. We saved you as a group. فَأَنْجَيْنَاكُمْ That we saved you. How? A note here also when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Anjayina in the plural. It's a reference to the sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A reference to the sifat, the plural. That we see the effectuation of the divine attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like his divine power. The effectuation. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says kum," We saved you. But if it's in reference to the that, the essence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it comes in the singular form. فَأَنْجَيْنَاكُمْ وَأَغْرَقْنَا آلَ That we saved you and we what? We drowned the people of Fir'aun. Note here that we know that the army of Fir'aun was drowned. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he refers to Al Fir'aun, the people of Fir'aun, here in the Quran refers to the army of Fir'aun. Those who actually had what weapons to punish Bani Israel. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, so that we saved you. And this was, of course, during the exodus, when Sayyiduna Musa left Egypt and went towards the sea, meaning the Red Sea. And the Red Sea was divided into 12 sections, according to some of the tafasir, commentaries. And they passed through the Red Sea. And then when Fir'aun entered the the empty land that was created from the separation of the sea, when Musa A.S., reaches the shore and when Israel reached the shore on the other end, Fir'aun is in the middle. What happens? The waves come crashing down. The entire army is destroyed. So Allah Subh'anaHu wa Taala mentions this as a favor. Wa aghraqna ala Fir'aun. from gharq. Gharq is to to drown. We drowned the people of Fir'aun. And your state was such, meaning Jumla Haliyah, telling us the state of Bani Israel. Your state was such, and this shows us Tasweerul Quran, that the Quran place is picturesque, that when we read the Quran, it leaves a picture for us in the mind. Your state was such that you were standing on the shores and you were observing. You are observing the the drowning of Fir'aun. This is an additional favor for Bani Israel. That they, their enemy is not only destroyed at the time of his destruction, they have the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to observe his destruction. An additional favor to that is the certitude that is attained from observing his destruction. That when they see Fir'aun is drowned, his army is drowned, they reach absolute certitude regarding his destruction and of course we know in this also is the muajiz of the quran that even though fir'aun was drowned later on his body was retrieved and the quran informs us with regard to the preservation of the body fir'aun so again an additional favor of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is mentioned, but then, alongside with this, the disobedience of Bani Israel is mentioned. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Wa idh wa'adna Musa." Wa'adna again, if you notice, this from Mufa'ala when so, when a promise is made or taken, and a person fulfills the promise. Wa'adna Musa that we made the promise to Musa a.s. but in reality Sayyiduna Musa a.s. was commanded to come back initially for 30 days 30 days in order to have the Torah being given to him Al Kitab, a revelation, a way of life which contained Awamir, the divine commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Nawahi, prohibitions, the Torah, an entire manhaj a way of life the difference between the quran and the previous books that the quran is not only manhaj it is guidance the previous books were only manhaj then an additional difference is that the quran is preserved by whom allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guarantees its preservation while the previous books bimastuhfadh they were tasked to preserve the books the previous Nations they were tasked to preserve the books themselves. So the books were open to being tampered So wa'adna Musa, we the promise was made with Sayyiduna Musa alayhi salam, but we of course know That Sayyiduna Musa alayhi salam was eager to go back in order to hear the Kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The divine speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa'adna Musa, so when did this occur? When Sayyidina Musa Saddam and the Ben Israel they passed the Red Sea, according to many of the commentators, it's the Red Sea, they enter the Sinai Peninsula. The Sinai Peninsula is between the Arabian Peninsula and Egypt. There is a peninsula known as the Sinai Peninsula. By agreement of as Fusali salihun the Mount of Sina. Uh, or Sinai Mountain is, con- is on the Sinai Peninsula. Now there are some Christians attempting to state that the Sinai Mountain is actually on the Arabian Peninsula. This is false. It goes against the إجماع, the consensus of the early Salaf in the time of the companions Ali Muridwan when some التابعون, successors were going to the Sinai Mountain to pray in the Masjid of the Sinai mountain Sayyiduna Abu Huraira instructed them or requested of them to pray two raka'at two cycles on his behalf in that masjid and the Messenger of Allah mentioned that a Dajjal will not be able to enter the masjid of Turi Sina which is the Sinai masjid so for people to attempt to change the location of the Sinai Uh, Is wrong meaning first we have evangelical American Christians attempting to change the location And of course there are other motives behind changing the location from the Sinai Peninsula to the Arabian Peninsula Yes, there are Remnants of or artifacts of Bani Israel on the Arabian Peninsula because they roamed The Arabian Peninsula for 40 years And they even went into Al-Madinatul Munawara. And we know Sayyiduna Harun died on top of Mount Uhud. So when Sayyiduna Musa and Sayyiduna Harun alayhi salam they ascended Mount Uhud, it's narrated, you'll find this in (coughs) uh, Al-Wafa'a Bi-Ahwali Dar al Mustafa of Nuruddin Ali al-Samhudi and other books. When he ascended the mountain he said to Harun alayhi salam to look the city meaning the the area of what was known as yathrib in the torah and al-madina later he looked at the area and his soul was taken and his grave is still located on the top of mount uhud so the bani israel they roamed the arabian peninsula but the sinai peninsula is where the mount sinai is located so when they reached this location Musa السلام, ascended to the mountain, leaving Bani Israel under the command of Sayyiduna Harun السلام, initially for 30 days. The promise was given of 30 days, but an increase was made of 10 more days. So when the increase was made Bani Israel, they fell into misguidance. Why? Because they thought Sayyiduna Musa السلام, has ascended the mountain for 30 days. But he has been gone for longer and during the extension, what happened? They became misguided as Samiri misguided them. Who was a Samiri? A Samiri was also from Bani Israel, but he was someone who was raised in the wilderness. His mother passed away in the wilderness and he was less, left stranded. And Sayyiduna Jibreel السلام, was the one who raised him. So a Samiri was able to see Sayyiduna Jibreel at that point, Sayyiduna Jibreel السلام, was riding a horse which is known as the horse of life. It's the similitude of life in the world of similitudes. wa Like the, death will take the form of a ram on the Day of Judgment. Death takes the form of a ram on the Day of Judgment. And what will happen to death on the Day of Judgment? Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala will command. Uh, and some of the commentators say, command Sayyiduna Yahya Alayhi salam. The Shaykh Muhyiddin ibn Arabi, he mentions it, Sayyiduna Yahya alayhi salam, will slaughter death on the Day of Judgment. So death takes the form of a ram. Sayyiduna Jibreel alayhi salam was riding a horse, which was the, the horse of life. Wherever the horse would place its hoofs, greenery, green vegetation would grow on the, on the ground. So Asamri observed this. And what Asamri did, he commanded the people, To all the women to give the jewelry. Where did they get the jewelry from? They were given the jewelry from the Al Firaun, from the people of Firaun. They would give Bani Israel the jewelry to preserve. But when they left Egypt, they took the jewelry with them. And when the Al Firaun were drowned, they kept the jewelry. So a Samiri was a professional person who would melt gold so he commanded them to give the jewelry he melted the gold and he he fashioned what a golden calf a golden calf why because the people of egypt would worship the calf this was one of the objects of worship when he made the calf he placed some of the soil into the calf which left the, the residue of the soil which left the effect of the the calf making a sound of a young a real living calf, Haifa. And the the Haifa, it made the sounds of a real Haifa. Other commentators say he fashioned the gold calf in such a way that when the wind would go from the back region of the calf, it would exit from the front of the mouth and it would make a sound. So they worshipped the calf. And then he he misguided them. He said, this is the God of Musa alayhi salam." but he forgot, and then Sayyidina Harun reprimanded them, reprimanded Bani Israel, but Sayyidina Harun was isolated, and those who followed him in guidance, they were isolated. So the overwhelming majority of Bani Israel, they worshiped this cow. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not this cow, the Haifa, the the calf made from gold. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, (laughs) what is wa'adna Musa? And why was Musa السلام, named Musa? Because the name is from two things. When his mother left him in a container in a tabut, which is an ark, and the, the river Nile carried him, and his sister was commanded to follow, Qusihi, meaning to follow him. When she followed him, at that point the tabut, it was left outside, the near the back gardens of the palace of Fir'aun, near greenery and water. So the, from these two words, from Mu and Shah, the name became Musa, in Arabic is Musa. Sayyidina Musa وَإِذْ adna Musa so, arba'ina <clears> laylatan. <throat> we promised him 40, initially there were 30, and then 10 more days were added, making 40, but note here, Laylatan is mentioned. Nights. Why are the nights mentioned? Because the, the day, Islamically also, the new day starts from Maghrib time. So Salatul Maghrib is the inception of midnight according to al waqtul Al-Arabi, Arabic timing. Midnight happens at Maghrib time. So every day, the clocks would be adjusted by a minute. When Maghrib time would change, Midnight would change, so if uh, Maghrib is at 9.23, 9.23 signifies midnight, and then the new day starts. If you enter in Al-Masjid Al-Nabwi through Babu Salam, you look to the right hand side, you'll see some clocks, you'll see one clock, these clocks are there from the time of the Ottoman period. Whether they are the same clocks or not is something else, but they had clocks from that time, one of the clocks represents Arabic timing. And the Arabic timing starts from Salatul Maghrib. Additionally, it's lunar months. So the lunar month, it, it arrives with uncertainty. So this is some of the mindset which changes now with the New World Order, with, where people's mindsets have changed. Why? Islamically, the weekend was what? Thursday and Friday. So Wednesday was the last day of the week. Wednesday night was like Friday night is here. And then Thursday and Friday were the weekend. Saturday was the first working day of the week. And then midnight was Salatul Maghrib. And there was uncertainty in the lunar month. So because there was uncertainty, human beings still lived with nature. They did not have a total technological world, a uh, post-Napoleonic world post-French uh, Revolution and post-Napoleon, the world became more exact. For instance, in weighing things, when we weigh things, in, if you read in books of Fiqh, they say this thing weighs 40 grains of barley. They would literally count 40 barley seeds and then weigh something in exchange of 40 barley seeds. 40 barley seeds is, is a natural way of weighing things. But post-French Revolution, Uh, You have imperial units and uh, these other designations of a kilo and all these other units where everything must be exact. So the Islamic way of life was more in touch with nature. And this is why even our wudu is in touch with nature. We perform wudu with water and we do miswak with a stick from trees. And then if we do not have water, we do tayammum with the soil because the religion is in touch with the earth. Unlike the capitalistic way of life. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, Musa arba'ina laylatan." And when we promised Musa alayhi salam forty nights, what happened? Thumma consecutively, what happened? Thumma after during this time, it al ijla is the calf. Min after him, you took the calf, meaning as a god. Wa antum <coughs> and you were wrongdoers, meaning. So when Musa alayhi salam returned back from. The Mount Sinai, the revelation was given to him and then he observed what Bani Israel had done. The details of the event are in other chapters of the Quran, especially in Surah Taha. In Surah Taha, the the detail of the event of what occurred when Musa ascended Mount Sinai and when he descended and he observed Bani Israel had uh, transgressed by worshipping a golden calf. ثُمَّ عفونا عَنْكُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ ذَلِكَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تشكرون. ثم And then we forgave you. Uh, when we say is sorry. to excuse. We forgave you. Meaning what happened? Bani Israel were forgiven. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says we forgave you. Min ba'di After that. La'allakum tashkuroon. Perhaps. La'allakum Tashkurun. Remember sometimes in the Quran. comes for certainty. In all for certainty that you may what? Give shukr. But Bani Israel. They did not give shukr. But what was the command Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave? Sayyiduna Musa salam. Was instructed. That those who had worshipped the calf, they be killed at the hands of those who had not worshipped the calf. And this is what occurred. The, those who had worshipped the calf, their punishment was execution. They were executed. But it came to a point where Sayyiduna Musa then interceded for Bani Sarail alongside with Sayyiduna salam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave them. And when they were forgiven, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ In order that you may have shukr, thankfulness. إِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ That if you are thankful, I shall increase you. Meaning the more thankful a person is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases him in whatever khayr there is. Shukr is one of those ways of increasing aql. While sinning is a way of decreasing aql. If a person wanted to increase their aql, their intellect, they thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreases the aql. In fact, al-imam shafii radhiallahu states, there are four ways you can increase your aql. One is using the miswaq. Number two is suhbatu saliheen is accompanying the good people. Thirdly is what? Acting upon what you know. And fourth is what? طلب ilm, seeking knowledge. These things what? They increase the intellect. So, sinning is one of those things which decreases the intellect. And shukr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is what increases the intellect and abandoning sins. So after the event when Musa returned they were commanded that those who disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by taking the calf as an idol to worship they be killed and slaughtered at the hands of those who did not and this was a forgiveness for all of them but then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala halted the killing when a few thousand uh, there's riwayat that mentioned how many were actually killed until Sayyiduna Musa salam interceded. When this was halted, then the purpose of the punishment being halted is in order that they have shukr, thankfulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even though they had disobeyed him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then reminds them, وَإِذْ Musa al الْكِتَابَ And when we had given Musa alayhi salam al-kitab, this is in reference to when Sayyiduna Musa alayhi salam had ascended the Mount Sinai, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the Torah which is referred to as Al-Kitab Wal-Furqana. and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given him Al-Furqan. What is Al-Furqan? As I mentioned uh, previously, Farakna was to separate. Al-Furqan is the criteria of knowing what is right and wrong. The criteria of designating what is Permitted and what is impermissible. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says And when we had given Musa al-Kitab And the furqan Again note Allah In order that you take guidance. And this is a warning for us that we have what? Al-Quran al-Kareem which is al-Kitab and we have got the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu which is Al-Furqan. Like Ben Israel were given Al-Kitab, which is a Torah. And they were given Al-Furqan, which is the teaching of Musa Alaihi The distinction between right and wrong. Why? In order that you take guidance. In today's day and age, some people, they attempt to distort the Quran and the Sunnah uh, by labeling everything has Islamized so they will have Haram concepts but they attempt to Islamize those concepts like Islamic banking Islamic insurance uh, etc Islamic by labeling the thing Islamic it does not actually make it Islamic is the Islam is totally distinct to what to capitalism it's a it's totally different to socialism it's totally different. To communism, all these isms. Islam is Islam, meaning people should not attempt to change the Sharia of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala to tailor cut the Sharia for man-made ideologies. All of humanity must submit and conform to Islam, which is contained in the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So this is a favor that was given to Bani Israel, which was what. That they were given the revelation of the Torah and uh, the guidance of Sayyiduna Musa alayhi salam. qala Musa And when Musa alayhi salam said to his people, meaning this is now reminding them again, if and remember when Musa salam said to his people, this was uh, again going back to the point when Musa salam came down and they they were worshipping the calf, the qawm, is the people. <speaking> that indeed you have what? Wronged yourselves. Remember, uh, is from vol, volma is darkness. But volma is also what? Oppression. and fusakum, You have wronged yourselves. ijla. By taking what? اِتِّخَاذِ Originally from أَخْف. is what? To take something by taking the calf meaning as what taking the calf as a god alongside with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fatubu ila so therefore repent to bariikum fatubu what is fatubu repent allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is what Ta'wab. who is a Ta'wab? the one who always turns to the servant The one who is always turning to the servant in order that the servant, when he turns to his creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept his tawbah. So, this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is known as a tawwab. Bari'ikum. This is one of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As opposed to khaliq. What is khaliq? khaliq is the one who creates you from nothing. And bari' is the one who perfects you. So, Bari' is the one who brings out your perfection, meaning who gives you two arms equal in length, two eyes equal in proportion, uh, everything in proportion of the body. This is known as Bari'. Also, uh, one of the meanings of Bari' is the one who creates you Barium min al-uyub. He created you faultless, meaning a child is born faultless. What does it mean by faultless? The child does not commit any sins. But then a human being, he grows into adulthood, into maturity, and then he has a choice of doing good or bad. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is still known as what? The Al-Bari. Bari'kum. The one who created you faultless. You had no faults, but then you what? You turn towards faults. So this is why Fatubu. repent to the one whom. Ila bari'ikum, the one who created you without these faults you were created without these faults now return to him ila How the tafsil, the detail of the Tawbah? Anfusakum. Literally Anfusakum kill yourselves. What does it mean? Anfusakum means what Those of you who carried out this crime they must what? be killed at the hands of those who did not carry out this crime and that is what occur- is what occurred in the peninsula the sinai peninsula that the bani israel that did not worship the calf they slaughtered those who had worshipped the calf again thalik uh, is in reference to what ذلكم. that which was just mentioned ذلكم. خير, خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ عِنْدَ بَارِئِكُمْ That is better for you. عِنْدَ بارئكم. Again, bari. Note also in modern Arabic, uh, a sharpener, a pencil sharpener is referred to as mibrath. Why? Because what does a sharpener do? It sharpens the pencil to a point where it affects the pencil by which you can write with the pencil. Mibrat uh, From the same root. So, بارئكم, The one who created you with perfection, that you were created without the ayyub. As I mentioned once before, that you were cre- you have that which is ma'ayub, which is with fault. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sattar. He is the one who covers. And that was one of the wisdoms of Sayyiduna Adam A.S., descending down to earth. That in order that he may be made complete with what? with the experiencing of the divine attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He may become complete. So here they are commanded, and fusakum." Then kill amongst yourselves. Meaning what? Those of you who are guilty must be killed by those who are guiltless. ذَالِكُمْ And that خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ عِنْدَ بَارِئِكُمْ فَتَابَ عَلَيْكُمْ And then he turned to you. فَتَابَ عَلَيْكُمْ He accepted Now note here, the guilt of Bani Israel at that time was that they observed the various miracles of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When they were with Musa alayhi salam in Egypt, when Sayyiduna Musa alayhi salam warned Fir'aun and the various punishments were sent on uh, the people of Fir'aun to the point that their water became blood. They say when the Bani Israel The women of bani israel would go to the wells to retrieve take out water from the wells the water was clean but when the egyptian women would go and take out water the water would be blood so the egyptians would command the hebrews to go and take out water for them so they would take out water which was clean and drinkable but then as soon as they would pour the water into the containers of the Hebrew women, the water would become blood again. So, observing these type of miracles of Sayyidina Musa and then seeing with their own eyes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroys their enemies, after all of this, they have kufranun ni'mah. What is kufranun ni'mah? Rejecting the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they decide to take a calf as a god and they worship the calf as a god. And they were materialistic in nature because they believed only in a material God. And this is why they would say later to Musa that we will not believe until we see what? We see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because they believed in a material God. So he turned to you, meaning accepting your repentance. Note here. As always, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the appropriate names. Rahim. Indeed him. Huwa he is. Atta the one who constantly turns to his servants. And Al-Rahim, the one who is excessively merciful. Meaning he's not only accepting your repentance, he's also excessively merciful. So this must increase. The love of the servant for his creator. That when he increases in love for his creator, he does not worship him out of fear of his punishment, but he worships him, why? Out of love. That he knows that my Lord is what? a tawwab the one who uh, consistently turns to me, and is Ar-Rahim, the one who gives me excessive mercy. Not just mercy, but excessive mercy. This increases the love. And this also is the distinction between the Bani Isra'il and the Ummah of the Prophet sallallahu That the Ummah of the Prophet sallallahu turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of love. Out of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Bani Isra'il, they would turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after punishment. Whenever they were punished, they would go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. إنه هو تواب الرَّحِيمُ so, what did they say? And when you said, meaning this is a reprimanding of Bani Israel again, Ya Musa, O Musa. And this occurred when Sayyidina Musa ascended Mount Sinai. He went with 70 of the leaders of Bani Israel, or he selected the 70 best people. And when they saw Musa salam communicating with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Musa that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to Musa salam with divine speech, they not only heard the divine speech, then what did they want? They wanted to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala manifest because they were materialistic in nature. So they were punished, this group of people. They were punished at that specific point. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so while Musa alayhi salam had ascended on Sinai mountain, he took with him 70 people. Bani Israel was at the bottom waiting for Musa alayhi salam. They took a calf as a god, al-ijl, a golden calf. And during this time, Musa alayhi salam, when he spoke to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a group of Bani Israel, what did they say? وَإِذْ قُلْتُمْ And when you said, meaning a group from amongst you. Ya Musa. And remember, why are the Bany israel being addressed with all these things? Because the attitude remained. It passed down from generation to generation. The attitude did not change. They, it passed down from generation to generation. And this is why they were initially made to roam for 40 years in the desert. Because it takes 40 years for a new generation to be born. And a new generation will not be like the previous generation, if they are nurtured correctly. Every 40 years, the generations change. But if the new generation is nurtured correctly, then that, that generation can have success. What قُلْتُمْ يَا مُوسَى And when you said, O oh, Musa, لَن نؤمن لك. We will not believe you. So note, someone may say, Musa requested From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he he see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down a uh, sa'iqah for Bani Israel. But for Musa alayhi salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that he will manifest himself. What was the difference? The difference was that Bani Israel said this out of a'inad. What is a'inad? They said this out of dispute, out of doubt. They said this out of doubt regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Musa requested the vision of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of love. That was the difference. So Musa after speaking with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala requested the divine vision. But he requested the divine vision out of love. While Bani Israel. They had inad disobedience. So they said, laka. We shall not believe in you Hatta Until we see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jahratan. Now jahr is generally with regard to sounds. So when you say uh, with sight, you say مُعَيَنَةً Until we see Allah but here they used jahra, which generally is used for what? For sounds. That was because when they heard the divine communication with Musa alayhi salam, they likened the vision to the the sound uh, to what they heard with regard to Musa alayhi communicating. So the the divine speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has no likeness to the speech of man. But when they heard Musa alayhi salam communicating, they said jahratan, that we will not believe in you until we see Allah jahratan, similar to how you were communicating with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then what occurred? فأخذتكم الساعقة وأنتم تنظرون فَأَخَذَتْكُمُ الساعقة. The Sa'iqa took hold of you. What is a Sa'iqa? A Sa'iqa is either a lightning strike, a fire that came down to punish them, or a sound that punished them and from which all the 70 men died. If you remember previously in one of the verses, مِنَ حَذَرَ Asawa'iq was plural of what? Asa'iqa, which is lightning. That they place their finger, the munafiqin, they place their asabi'ahum as- fi adhanihim. They place their fingers into their ears. Out of what? Fear of uh, minasawa'iqi. From what? Asawa'iq. The lightning strikes. But what? The sound, the, thund- the sound of thunder also. So here, the Sa'iqa that struck them was either a column of fire or was a sound so terrible that they died. And this was a punishment for them. But why was this punishment given? Why was the punishment severe? Because after observing everything that they had observed, they still had stiff necks and they still refused to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. After seeing everything, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punished them again. فأخذتكم and took hold of you or gripped you. What a sa'iqah, which is what a sound, or what a column of fire or a lightning strike. Your state was such that you were observing. So they were observing and then they saw the lightning strike and they passed away. And then we resurrected you. Ba'ath is to resurrect. This is also a dalil that goes against the Qadianis. the Qadianis claim that people on earth can never die and be resurrected again on earth. Because then this would contradict what they believe with regard to Sayyiduna Isa a.s. So if for argument's sake we say Sayyiduna Isa a.s. died but was raised. And brought back to life and will return, they say this is impossible because a person, once he dies, he never returns back to earth, as the Quran states regarding destroyed towns, that destroyed towns will never return back. But there are exceptions where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created death in a person, like Uzair alayhi salam, the story of whom will be mentioned in Surah Al Baqarah, that once they die, they can be resurrected on earth. So they remain within taqlif. And this, of course, is also refuted by the fact that Sayyiduna Isa himself gave life by the will of Allah to the dead. He resurrected people from the dead. They say this is metaphorical, the Qadianis. They say this is a metaphor with regard to guidance. Then, of course, no miracle remains because there are other prophets who carried out Uh, Who guided people and therefore giving life to the dead should be ascribed to those prophets also. But this is another verse which demonstrates to us that a group of Bani Israel were made to die after they died. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala resurrected them. And then we resurrected you after your death. Meaning after you die, the Qadianis will say, this is a figurative death. Of course, this is distortion of the Quran. They distort the meanings of the Quran. Again. In order that you what? Have shukr. This is why a person should always constantly be in a state of thankfulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At all points, the fact that we have what we have, the fact that we are sitting in the masjid, listening to the Qur'an and its meanings, in a state of well-being, in a state that our immune systems are intact, our minds are working, our eyes are working, our tongues are working, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept us in a state of well-being, this should always be a reason for us to do shukr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ Then, after they were brought back to life, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us what happened. So they were, death was created within 70 of them, or whatever number, after what? As-sa'iqa, the strike, uh, The lightning strike. And then they were resurrected after their death. Wa عَلَيْكُمُ الْغَمَامَ وَأَنزَلْنَ عَلَيْكُمُ الْمَنَّ وَالْسَلْوَةِ So these this is now in reference to other events. There are two events mentioned here. Number one is that when Musa alayhi returned back, so after these seventy people were resurrected, they Musa alayhi returns back he finds that they worshiped the calf which a samari had fashioned allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the divine judgment that they be punished after they were punished they were informed the ones who remained that you have now al-kitaba al furqan the book and al-furqan which is a torah you have this now as a guidance this became difficult for them why they did not like al-awamir wal-nawahi. Commands and prohibitions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What's the difference between the ummah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa That in the Quran we find, وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْآهِلَةِ They ask you regarding what? The crescent moon. َيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ jibal? <الْجِبَال> they ask you regarding what? The mountains. You'll find يَسْأَلُونَكَ in the Quran the companions were inquiring regarding the ahkam. They wanted Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reveal awamir commands and nawahi prohibitions. The Muslim adopts the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and abandons the prohibitions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the attitude of Bani Isra'il and their modern counterparts, which is the Yahud, is that they dislike the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the prohibitions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in fact what they follow today is man-made teachings that were that were written down after the Torah if you research modern Judaism most of the prohibitions that they follow are from uh, the rabbis the rabbis write down codes of law not like al-fiqh al-fiqh is Telling us what is halal and haram from the Quran and Sunnah. But what the rabbis do is that they made a rabbinical law, a law based on on the rabbis teaching itself. So they follow false teachings. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punished them again. How? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says uh, mentions. Uh, further down, that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala placed a mountain over them, so that was uh, that will be mentioned further down. But here, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala mentions favors, two favors. One, wa we shaded you. We play uh, the word zil is what a shadow. We shaded you, alaykum al-ghamama with what, with clouds. So they were in the desert roaming. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed clouds over them to shade them, to keep them cool. So while they were roaming, they still had this favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This was of course after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raised one of the mountains over their heads, the mountain would have fallen on top of them. And at the time they fell into sajda. And when they fell into sajda, they raised half of their head to look upwards. So they were not even sincere in the sajda. They were look they would they turned their face halfway to look upwards. And this is why sometimes you find them, the Yahud, what do they do? They turn their faces sideways when they worship. When they're going to Sajdah or when they move their head, they will turn their head sideways. Why? Because they are observing upwards. So they carried on these Traditions, they passed them down to the converts to Judaism. There are converts, the Ashkenazi Jews are converts to Judaism, and they carried on with these traditions. So, but the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala afterwards, when they roamed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We shaded you with what? Al-ghamam. Al-ghamam, Al-ghaim, and Al-ghamam is clouds. And the second favor, وَأَنزَلْنَا عَلَيْكُمُ الْمَنَّ وَالسَّلْوَىٰ And we sent down for you alman salwa. This is in reference to the food that they were given. What is alman? Alman is a liquid like honey that some have mentioned that even in Iraq to this day, this liquid appears on the leaves of some trees between Fajr time and sunrise. And the color is white and it's sweet, and they make sweet dishes from it and it's nutritious. They refer to this as uh, alman. And even in the Bible, the word alman has been written as alman. But alman is in reference to this. A salwa is the partridge bird. So while they were roaming, what happened? They would find in the wilderness, they would find alman on the trees and they would eat the alman and they would find a salwa, the partridge birds. The partridge, partridge birds gather as groups and they are unable to fly away. So they were easy to hunt. So Bani Israel would take these birds, slaughter the birds, and then cook the birds and eat the food. But why were they unsatisfied? They were unsatisfied because they did not see this as a permanent rizq, a permanent sustenance, meaning a lack of reliance upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even though they were being fed, that they were being given alman from the trees and they were being given partridge birds. They did not have enough reliance upon Allah Subhanahu wa Taala that this is a permanent. Uh, the the one who gives us a rizq, which is a razaq. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will sustain us. They had weakness of iman, so Allah Subhanahu wa Taala reminds them firstly of the favors. And we shaded you with what clouds. And we sent down. What alman and al salwa. Different to what they would do in Egypt. In Egypt, they would farm. And if you notice, later Bani Israel will demand certain types of foods. Those foods were the foods of the fuqara, the types of foods that the fuqara would grow in Egypt. But that food came to them through asbab. By working through the asbab, they would farm, then cultivate. Then water the seeds, then the plantation would grow. They would, res- they would observe the qudr, uh, the effects of the Qudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But this food was being given to them without asbab. They would just find it on top of the trees, and under the trees also they would find the partridge bird. But they still were not satisfied. Eat, meaning consume. من طيبات ما رزقناكم From the pure foods من طيبات ما رزقناكم Of what we sustained you ما رزقناكم Note The action of رزقناكم That we sustained you Goes back to what? الرزاق The صفة of Allah سبحانه وتعالى الرزاق And note also رزقناكم is plural That we sustained you Meaning because The Reference to the pronoun goes back to the sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. طيبات ما رزقناكم Pure foods of what we sustain you. So throughout Al-Quran kareem Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not only commands us to eat halal, He commands us to eat halal and tayyiba. To eat halal but also tayyib, pure foods. So the foods must be pure. Wa ma وَلَاكِنْ كَانُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ يَظْلِمُونَ وَمَا ظلمون. They could not wrong us. وَمَا ظلمون. They could not wrong us, meaning they can never wrong Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Their dhul does not affect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, وَلَاكِنْ كَانُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ يَظْلِمُونَ They would wrong themselves. So by carrying out disobedience to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, they wrung themselves. Whenever there is a command in the Quran, or there is a prohibition, the difference between the Ummah of the Prophet sallallahu Alaihi wasallam and the previous nations is that the Ummah of the Prophet sallallahu wasallam carries out the command or carries or avoids the prohibition purely because it is the command of Allah or because it is the prohibition of Allah. Why is this? Because if people went according to knowing the reasoning behind a prohibition or a command, what will happen? They will do the command because of the reasoning. And they will avoid the prohibition because of the reasoning. But firstly, we carry out the command because of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then we avoid the prohibition because of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Afterwards, it becomes clear to us why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded this or prohibited that. But with Bani Yusra'il, sometimes they wanted to know the reasoning, but not because they wanted to know the wisdom. It was because they wanted to avoid the action. So later on, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will inform us regarding the story of the Baqarah, the cow, that was to be slaughtered. We will go into why Bani Israel had that particular attitude. <laughs> so, here, so after they're roaming for 40 years, during this was a roaming that went on for 40 years. At one particular point, before the 40 years were complete, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded Bani Israel to enter a town, to conquer a city. So this was the command for jihad. And note, these reprimands to Bani Israel are to alert the mind of the Muslims. Firstly, they were reprimanded now, just now, with regard to tawakkul عَلَى الله. Lack of reliance upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But now the lack of reliance upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is what the avoidance of jihad in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That was another sin of Bani Isra'een. That they refused to fight in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed upon them what? Disgrace. In this particular Point, they are commanded, وَإِذْ قُلْنَا دْخُلُوا هَذِهِ الْقَرْيَةَ And when we said, meaning they were commanded, on the tongues of Anbiya'a alayhi wassalatu wassalam, اُدْخُلُوا هَذِهِ الْقَرْيَةَ Enter this town. The town is not specified. Like in the story of Uzair alayhi wassalam, اَوْ كَالَّذِي مَرَّ عَلَىٰ قَرْيَةٍ وَيَا عَلَىٰ عُرُوشِهَا The town is not specified, even though some have said it is Jericho, others have said it is Jerusalem. But here the town is not specified. And eat from the town. Meaning after you are wandering around, even though you are given the favor of a shade, and al-man was-salwa, you're given the favor of the foodstuffs, al-man was-salwa. fa minha, eat from this town. Haythu shi'tum ragadan wadkhulu al From wherever you want, eat from wherever you want, from the town. Uh, note here, ragadan. What was the meaning of ragadan when we covered the story of Sayyiduna Adam alayhi salam? Ragadan was what? Rizqan wasi'an. Ragadan means what? Eat openly, but there is a difference. They Adam AS, never suffered from hunger. Here, Bani Israel suffer from hunger when they become hungry. So here, they are being commanded to eat. Ragadan wa wadkhulul baab. And when you enter this town, wadkhulul enter this town through the door. Sujjadan. In a state of what? Sajda. Waqoolu. And then say. So they were commanded, enter this town, eat from the town. But when you enter the door, remember in those times, towns and cities had what? Gates. Imperial cities or castles or fortresses had gates. And some cities still maintain gates. So when you enter the door of their city, enter it in a state of what? Sujjadan. In a state of prostration, why thanking Allah Subhanahu wa Taala that He has given you a place to settle in. Waqulu hitta, and then say this word hitta. Now the word hitta in Arabic hitta is to to place something or to drop something. So like a bus station is mahatta. Why? Because the bus is stopped at that point. So hita can also mean to remove. So when they were commanded to say hita, it meant what? Forgiveness. So enter the door, prostrate and just say hita. What will be the outcome? Naghfir lakum khatayakum. We will forgive for you. Naghfir lakum khatayakum. We will forgive for you your sins. Is what? Sins. When a person purposely carries out a sin, it is referred to as what? خطيئة. لكم وسنزيد المحسنين. And we shall increase. سنزيد المحسنين. Those who are in a state of perfection. What is Al-Ihsan? Firstly, we know from the hadith of Jibreel, الصلاة, that the Messenger of Allah, صلى الله عليه وسلم, said, that Ihsan is This is the state of Ihsan But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to this group That those of you who carry out this command We shall forgive their khatayakum Their sins But what? sanazidul Additionally to this we shall increase those who are what? al Those who are in the state of perfection Inshallah from this verse we shall continue next week in Darsul Qur'an. Jazallah anna Sayyidina Muhammadan sallallahu alaihi wasallamama wa ahluk. Rabbika Rabbi al-aze'ama yasifun. Wassalamu ala al-Mursalin walhamdulillahi rabbil alami